Hello and welcome to the news beat with the Dishing Dietitians brought to you by Crossing Healthcare. So today, this episode is a fun one. So we are going to be talking about fruits and vegetables. And by we, we have a lot of great minds in the room and virtually, and we're going to chat a little bit about who we are and then get into this topic about fruits and vegetables. So I'll start with myself. My name is Jennifer. I am one of the dietitians here at Crossing Healthcare. Been here for just a few months, a pretty new dietitian, learning a lot of great things. Um, we also have with us Allison, who is um, one of our dietitians as well. So I'll have Allison introduce herself. All right, great. Thank you. Um, like Jennifer said, my name is Allison, and I have been a registered dietitian for 20 years, I can't believe it. And I've been working with Crossing Healthcare for a little over seven years, which has been just a fun ride. We've, we've been able to uh, really accomplish a lot for the patients in this community. And I wanna just say that our philosophy working with our patients really is to make the easy choice the healthy choice. Um, so often in this world, um, the easy choice is the, the unhealthy choice. And so how do we really look at the environment and make shifts in that environment, um, even just little shifts, so that the healthy choice is the easy choice. And I think that really helps our patients. So just being that simplistic and working with them to create that plan is really important. Awesome. Thank you, Allison. Um, our next dietitian that we have is Elizabeth. So Elizabeth, if you want to say a little bit about yourself. I'm Elizabeth. I am one of the registered dietitians here. I have been here for almost six years and been a dietitian for almost six years as well. Well, thank you. And Amy is our other dietitian here at Crossing Healthcare as well. Hello, everyone. Yes, my name is Amy. Um, I've been here at Crossing Healthcare just over a year, and I've been a dietitian for not quite a year yet, but almost. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to be here. I love Crossing Healthcare and, and what it stands for and, and helping the patients, like Allison said, find the uh, healthy choice and make it the easy choice for them. So, Awesome. Thanks, Amy. And then we also have a special guest, um, Emily. She is our dietetic intern, has been with us this is her last week, so her fifth week here at Crossing Healthcare. So Emily, if you want to say a little bit about yourself, um, how your rotations are going, and how it's been being an intern. Yeah, like Jen said, my name is Emily. I am originally from Denver, Colorado, but I am here in Illinois studying at Illinois State University. So this is my final rotation in my dietetic internship and I graduate in May. And it's been really great being here at Crossing with the dietitians and just learning different nutrition counseling skills and how to connect with patients and build that rapport. So I'm glad we can share some information with you guys today about fruits and vegetables. Awesome. And for those of you who don't know much about being a dietitian and what it takes, you have to go through a year long internship, which is what Emily is finishing up. And then you have to take your boards. And once you pass those, you are officially a registered dietitian. So 
Emily, do you have any like plans as to what area of focus you want to go into when you're done being a student? Right now, I'm pretty open to the different fields of nutrition. I'm definitely considering either school nutrition or more the community side of nutrition. I do like building that relationship with patients one on one. And I like being able to teach classes and do stuff along those lines. So I'm pretty open to wherever I can find a job. Right. Okay. Awesome. So kind of speaking about, you know, teaching individuals about nutrition, um, our topic today is something that I think every dietitian can say they preach to their clients or patients, whatever the case may be. And that's increasing fruit and vegetable consumption. And I think I speak for us that I think we all can still improve on eating fruits and vegetables. Even as dietitians, we're not perfect all the time and that's okay. Um, there's always room for improvement. And Emily, you have a lot of interesting trivia and fun facts with fruits and vegetables. So do you kind of want to educate the people listening about some of the fun little tips and little trivia? Yeah. I always like to talk about some fun stuff with fruits and vegetables because I don't just want to sit here and say, hey, you should eat them. But just some fun thoughts. The first question I had is, is a tomato a fruit or a vegetable? How often have we heard this debate, right? So fruits and vegetables can be classified both botanically and from a culinary perspective. So when we talk about their botanical categorization, we look at where they grow on the plant. So fruits are technically the flower of the plant and they contain seeds, while a vegetable is either like the root, the stem, or the leaf of the plant. So for the tomato example, it would be a fruit botanically, but then we also look at them from a culinary perspective or how they taste and how we cook with them. So from a culinary perspective, we look at fruits as being more sweet and vegetables as being more like mild or savory. So from that perspective, we would see a tomato as more of a vegetable. And then fruits and vegetables, I think it's really important that we talk about their nutrition profiles just briefly. So both fruits and vegetables are really high in fiber and vitamins and minerals. And then they're low in some of those other nutritional aspects we want to watch, like sodium and fat, and they don't have any cholesterol. So those are always important things to keep in mind. Awesome. So you kind of brought up, you know, the benefits of fruits and vegetables. So um, I guess, Amy, I'll ask you, what, in your opinion, do you tell your clients are like some big health benefits? of eating fruits and vegetables, why do you think that we should be promoting more vegetable and fruit consumption? Well, I think it, um, it definitely depends on what kind of conditions, you know, other patients have, but kind of just overall, um, and speaking kind of general uh, terms here, you know, fruits and vegetables, they have lots of fiber in there. And so, you know, uh, fiber is very important. It keeps us fuller longer. Um, it's going to help stabilize those blood sugars after meals, which is very important for our diabetes patients. Um, but also, too, I like to bring up, um, again, just like, you know, they contain lots of vitamins and minerals that we need. Um, and, you know, fruits and vegetables have been proven to 
They have lots of antioxidants in them, which can be helpful for preventing cancer um, and reducing the risk of cancer and whatnot. So those are kind of my main points I, I touch on and try to encourage my patients to get more fruits and vegetables in. Awesome. And even again, going based off of that, you know, getting in more fruits and vegetables, you know, we keep saying more, but what is the recommended amount? So Elizabeth, if you don't mind me asking you, you know, when patients ask about how much should I get in, what do you typically recommend for the amount of fruits and vegetables in a day? So I always start with asking the patient how much they're already getting, because if they aren't getting any fruits and vegetables, then just having them work towards getting, you know, one serving in a day is going to be a huge accomplishment. Um, and we can move, always move up from there as they feel comfortable and confident in getting more fruits and vegetables in. If they're already getting, you know, two or three servings in, then we'll talk about ways we can like sneak some into their diet because a lot of times people might be picky and they only like certain ones and trying news kind of a foreign thing for them. So we'll look at foods that they already eat. So a lot of times I know a favorite of in my house is always spaghetti night. And so you can get, you know, you don't have to make your own pasta sauce, but you can uh, get the jarred pasta sauce and maybe let's add in some more tomatoes in there or cook down some spinach that doesn't really have a lot of flavor to it, but is adding those vegetables and see how we can just incorporate to what we're already doing instead of making it more difficult and feel like our patients have to start from scratch when we can just continue what they're already doing, but tweak it a little bit. I think that's great. And you know, another thing that I think is important to know is we can start small. So, so Liz, when patients kind of ask you, okay, so where do I start? Like how many, like, let's say how many pieces of fruit would you say in a week somebody should have if they're just starting on this new journey of eating healthy and eating more fruits and vegetables? I mean, I would say three pieces of fruit is very realistic and manageable because it's not something they feel like they have to do every day. Um, but something they can maybe do every other day. And you can, you know, go to the store and you can buy three individual apples. And then I know, okay, I have three apples that I have to eat through the week. And they're they're here and they're ready. I just have to pick what day I want to eat them on. I think that brings up a good point too, buying individual fruits and vegetables. Because, you know, sometimes we get suckered into buying the big five pound bags of apples and they just go to waste. But I think it's smart that you say just buy three and then, you know, okay, I have these three that I have to eat for the week. I'll figure it out how I'm going to get there. And it's also, it's also important just to say, Hey, we don't need to eat fruits and vegetables every single day, but if we're starting, start off as slow as that. Yeah, exactly. And especially with buying the individual fruits, if you're just starting out, you don't, I mean, maybe you want to try a couple different apple varieties and see which one you like, because maybe everyone says, oh, you'll really like the Red Delicious, but the Granny Smiths are your favorite. So just trying a different ones until you find the one that you like and is easy for you to add in every day. That's awesome. Absolutely. And kind of going just based off of what you were talking about, I think we get a lot of questions on canned fruits and vegetables are they healthy you know what oh I can't eat canned vegetables because it's not healthy 
Um, and I think it's important to understand that whether it's a canned, frozen or fresh perspective, from a nutrition standpoint, all of those options are still healthy options and high in nutrient density. Um, especially with canned fruits, we wanna keep an eye on the sugar content, right? So when you're looking at a label, trying to find something that is either in its own juice and 100% fruit juice or in water is a great option. And then from a vegetable perspective, if we're talking about canned vegetables, um, making sure that it's either low sodium or no sodium added, a good tip too, just to kind of cut back on that salt is to wash those canned vegetables just to get some excess salt off of that product. But it really depends on a convenience standpoint. You know, if you know fresh fruits and vegetables are going to go to waste, maybe going with those frozen, frozen or fresh options in general. Now, Emily, let's say somebody doesn't want to measure out their fruits and vegetables, right? Like what is a cup of an apple? It's kind of hard to figure that out. So from a visual perspective, how can people really identify how much fruit and vegetables should be on their plate? Yeah, for fruits and vegetables, we like to use our hand to estimate portion size. So we usually say trying to do about the size of your fist for a serving. So like a medium size apple or like half a medium banana or like 15-ish grapes are usually about that one cup. Yeah, that's a really great visual, especially, Emily, for people who are going out to restaurants or going out to eat or don't have measuring cups or something um, with them. But another visual is your plate, just looking at that plate. Um, and so depending on the size of the plate, obviously, if we're trying to reduce portions, using smaller plates are really smart to do but half of your plate should be fruits and vegetables. So not only what you made was a great point that the fist or the cup, your cupped hand is a great way to measure, but looking at that plate and saying, okay, half of this plate should be fruits and vegetables. Um, and I have a lot of people who like corner off their plates. That's not necessarily, that's not needed, but it literally looks like a visual. If I've got a large salad, then I'm probably needing what I need to need. I think that's a really good point, a really good tip from looking at it from a visual perspective. And, you know, another thing too, you know, we, so we know we have this visual idea of what our plate should look like. We know maybe a fist size for a piece of fruit or something along those lines, but we also need to talk about costs too, because you know, we get a lot of people coming in that say, I can't afford fresh fruits and vegetables. So Amy, do you have any either money-saving tips or any things that you tell your patients to save money on fruits and vegetables? Yeah, so I'm going to bring up the canned and frozen uh, fruits and vegetables up again, because those can be huge cost savers, um, and they're just very convenient. Um, they're going to last longer, too, and so you're not going to end up wasting, you know, the food or your money if you end up throwing it away. So, um, and like Jen mentioned earlier, they have a pretty much the same a nutrient value as you know, if you were to buy fresh uh, fruits or vegetables. So um, uh, buying those canned uh, fruits, again, in the 100% juice, 100% water, um, and then frozen uh, fruits or even vegetables, you know, those are pretty cheap as well. And if you're able to buy them in bulk, um, especially um, I buy a lot of um, fruit uh, in bulk, like with bigger bags, you know, you can store them in the freezer. Again, they're going to last longer and they're easy just to kind of pull out, you know, uh, a fist size portion for maybe like a smoothie or just a 
uh, put on the side of your plate, you can easily and quickly thaw it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I definitely just recommend buying the canned um, or frozen fruits and vegetables because they're quick, easy, and they're very a cost saver. So, yeah, that's a great point. And I also think too, from a fresh fruit and vegetable perspective, buying it in season um, because it's going to be cheaper to do it that way. Yes. So that's awesome. So we know how much we should have. We know why they're important from a health perspective. But now the question is how, how are we going to get these fruits and vegetables in a day? So Emily, I'll kind of test you a little bit since you're a dietitian in training. Biggest question we get is vegetables. How are we going to get more vegetables in the day when maybe we don't like vegetables or maybe for breakfast time, people feel like, oh, I can have a vegetable at breakfast. So what are your biggest tips that you give per meal and how to get more vegetables in? Yeah, I think one way to look at it, if you don't like those vegetables is honestly, just start sneaking them into certain meals. So a good way to get them in at breakfast is maybe combining them with scrambled eggs or combining them with a piece of toast. So like avocado toast with tomato, or scrambled eggs with bell peppers and onions and mushrooms. For lunch, it's always good to have them on a sandwich, in a veggie wrap, even stuffing them in like a pita bread or something is always good. And then for dinner, I think we often think of having to have a side of vegetables, like a side of green beans or a side of asparagus or something, but you can even work those into meals. Like I like to combine carrots and squash with my pastas to get some extra vegetables or throwing them into a stir fry as well. And then just keeping some extra vegetables on hand to have for snacks as well is always good. Oftentimes if we have vegetables and even if we cut them up ahead of time, we're more likely to reach for them because they're already pre-prepared. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like vegetables are the hardest thing for people to get in their diet. Right. But fruits usually aren't, are a lot easier for people to get in, but yet again, I think we can still maybe improve a little bit on fruit. So Allison, what are your biggest tips for getting in more fruit in the day? Well, I think that it's important. Number one, to look again, how you can change some stuff in your environment. Right. Um, and so a great thing to do is if you're already eating breakfast, maybe add a healthy fruit smoothie to it. So for National Nutrition Month, um, the dietitians here made uh, recipe cards for the employees on different fruit smoothies. And then one day in the cafeteria, we replicated those couple of those smoothies mm -hmm. and had them out for employees to try. And so the amazing thing is, is with that, you can pack a lot into that little bit of amount. And, and that's what we want to really focus on. It doesn't need to be so overwhelming. But if you find one or two little good tricks, such as one of these smoothies, you can do that in a healthy way. I would caution you to get store-bought smoothies because oftentimes they have a lot of added sugars or additives into it that don't make it as healthy as it could be. But finding one of these recipes like we were able to do, they, they tasted fantastic. People were able to take those recipes home with them and they were able to utilize it at home. So incorporating that into a smoothie. Do you like desserts? We all like desserts, like right? Oh yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, finding, especially like this time of the year where it's the spring or we're going into the summer, 
we like to have desserts, finding ways to incorporate fresh fruit into those desserts are a fantastic way to get that fruit, but also fulfill that sweet tooth need. So whether you grill stone fruits with a little bit of whipped topping on it, mm -hmm. sprinkle it with a little bit of cinnamon and have that for dessert, it's very quick, it's very easy, especially if you're grilling already. Um, but then also like looking at it like a strawberry shortcake dessert. And you don't have to get that store-bought. It's very, it's very easy. Do a bisquick little uh, recipe for your um, shortbread component of it. Do some sliced strawberries that you can render down so that the, the natural sugars come out of them. Pour that over with a little bit of that leftover strawberry juice with a little bit of whipped topping. There you go. You've added in your fruits. You've added in taste. And you've really, you know, have something that's light but a, a, a nice dessert that will um, hit that sweet tooth. So those are some options. Yeah, I think those are really great tips and adding it in and finding fun ways to add in fruits and vegetables, I think is important, especially with vegetables. You don't need to have just plain steamed broccoli at dinner time. And on our blog spot, we will post these recipes from the smoothies and maybe an omelet recipe, just some fun ways to incorporate these fruits and vegetables without it being boring. And a lot of people know they have to incorporate them, right? And know, okay, I need to have this at dinner, but how can we work ahead? How can we be a couple steps ahead of the game? I think prepping is a very important thing because how many times do we either make dinner and say, oh, I don't want to cut up the asparagus or I don't want to cut up the Brussels sprouts or even not even from a fruit and vegetable perspective, just eating at home in general. We've had a long day at work. We don't want to take the time to cook. We just want to just go get fast food and call it a day. It, it is exhausting, yeah. right? Yeah. So prepping ahead, um, you know, not necessarily meaning like on Sunday, you need to meal prep for your entire week, but taking a day to maybe cut up all those veggies that they're on hand, ready to go. You just have to dump them in a pot or dump them in a skillet or the grill, um, cutting up your meats, if you're doing like a chicken stir fry, maybe cut up your chicken, let it marinate in a nice little sauce and it's ready to go. For fruits, there's certain fruits you really can't peel or cut up like apples, those will just go brown, but at least having them on hand and washed. So all you have to do is when you're running out the door, grab it and you have it ready for you. And it's a nice quick snack. But again, even from a fruit and vegetable perspective, going back to those canned options, having those snack packs for your fruits, they're not going to go bad. They can sit in your pantry. They can sit in your lunchbox without it going to waste and you can eat it whenever you can. Um, and I, in my opinion on vegetables, doing those frozen steamable bag of vegetables is super easy. You pop it. Yeah. You pop it in the microwave for what? A couple minutes. And you have a nice serving of vegetables. And Be they have flavored ones. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if with those sauce packets, if you're worried about the salt content, maybe adding half of it or maybe not even doing the packet um, or using like the spray butter yeah. that you can, I can't believe it's not butter spray, mm -hmm. um, is a, a low calorie way to flavor those vegetables. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make it fun. It doesn't have to be just boring fruits and vegetables. Um, so well, I'll ask you, Emily, what are some good resources? If people are like, you know what? I'm ready to incorporate my fruits and vegetables. 
but I have no idea where to start. I need to find some good recipes, um, some good tips. What do you, what would you recommend to somebody? Yeah, there's a few different resources we can use when looking at recipes for fruits and vegetables. I mean, one of the easiest things to do is pick, say, a vegetable you like and Googling a recipe with that specific vegetable. So for example, like I personally really like zucchini. So I might Google recipes with zucchini and then that'll bring up a bunch of different varieties. There are also some really good nutrition websites as well that provide more balanced recipes that include fruits and vegetables. So like the American Heart Association has a very large amount of recipes. The American Diabetes Association, my plate has pages upon pages of recipes and you can even select certain components you want in those recipes. So like which meal you're making it for, um, what you want included in that recipe. And then there's a good one that I found called Just Say Yes to Fruits and Vegetables that has many, many different options as well. So kind of just exploring which websites you like and Pinterest is always a good one. Who doesn't like to look at recipes on Pinterest? Oh, for sure. I think I mindlessly scroll on Pinterest for a bunch of recipes. Those are good tips. And I think those are great sources that are also reputable sources that um, you know they're going to have really tasty recipe options as well. And I kind of want to just end this podcast just as us in the professional world talking about what we personally do and how we get our fruits and vegetables in. Um, everyone's different. How everyone incorporates it is going to be a little different. And for myself, when it comes to fruits, one tip that I've given for, that works for me is I bring two pieces of fruit with me in my lunchbox. And I know by the end of the workday, I have a healthy snack. So if I get hungry, I have that fruit as a snack. But then it also just kind of sets a reminder of, oh yeah, I should probably eat a piece of fruit throughout the day. And from vegetables, you know, I personally am not one to like my food to be separate. And um, I don't like to make just a vegetable on the side. I like to mix it in. So stir fries are my go-to. Doing some cauliflower and broccoli and peppers in with your meats, making it one big dish is really the best way I personally get in vegetables. Um, what about you, Allison? What are your biggest tips that you've done for yourself that have worked for you? Well, you know, for me, I really struggle with this. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, and say I'm perfect at it. Um, over the years, it's been on and off. Sometimes I really get all my fruits and vegetables in really well. And then there's times where I really struggle. And I know that people that are going to be listening will feel the same way. I'm not alone and I'm not perfect either. So some of the things that I do is I try to plan ahead of time. Uh, if I'll take the kids, for instance, and we're, we're going to go grocery shopping, which they haven't went grocery shopping with me for a year because of the pandemic. So I, I make my list ahead of time, but I'll say, okay, what four snacks do you guys want this week? Mm -hmm. And so I'll have them include at least two fruits into the snacks because I always incorporate vegetables into the dinner for sure. And so a lot of times they'll pick bananas and apples or uh, grapes and um, oranges or something of that nature. And then maybe it's a cheese stick and maybe it's a yogurt. And so the, those will be the four snacks that I pick. That really helps us 
at our house to get more fruits and vegetables. And because I set boundaries and limits for those things, and I don't go crazy on a lot of um, other types of snacks that we in the house might eat first, and then the fruit will go bad. Um, and so that's what I've done. Yeah, I think that's really important to bring up too, from a family perspective. It's a lot different when you're prepping for one person, right? But when you've got kids who maybe even are picky themselves on what fruits and vegetables they like, it's good to let them be involved in that process of deciding what to have, because you want to make sure they're getting in what they like and that they are getting in their fruits and vegetables. So I think it's great that you include them in that decision-making process. Amy, what about you? What are your big tips that you do to incorporate more? I think my biggest one, I always try to have a salad every day, whether it's for lunch or dinner. That for me um, is just a great way. I mean, I love salads, but it's just a great way to get, you know, a good variety of vegetables. Because I love a lot of stuff in my salads. So, you know, I like to add broccoli, carrots, cabbage, um, whatever it may be. Um, I just love um, a salad. It's just quick and easy just to add a bunch of stuff. And, you know, it's a great way to get other um nutrients and like protein and, and whatnot. So salads are my biggest thing. Um, but I also, I love having the canned uh, fruits on hand and the frozen ones too. I, um, I'm a, I love buying the snack packs of fruit and that's just easy for me. Um, or even like apples and something, just something quick and easy so I can grab and go, I put in my lunchbox for lunch or for a snack later. So that's, uh, oh, those are my biggest uh, tips. Awesome. Emily, what about being a student? You're always on the run. You're always on the go, right? I mean, how do you incorporate all of those important fruits and vegetables? Yeah, I will admit to having a bit of a sweet tooth, especially for breakfast. So I like to get yogurt and oatmeal for breakfast and then add my fruit to either my yogurt or my oatmeal to incorporate just some extra fruit. So doing like a banana or strawberries or even an apple with those combinations gets me that sweet satisfaction while still incorporating some fruit. I also do try to bring either a fruit or a vegetable for a snack and then something to dip it in to make it a little more fun. So like an apple with peanut butter or vegetables with hummus or even vegetables with ranch because I love my ranch. And then I'm with Jen for dinner. I love making different stir fries and being able to incorporate vegetables that way. And my go-to is the frozen vegetable pack that has like the broccoli and the cauliflower and the carrots because it's super easy just to throw into a stir fry and defrost it that way. No, I think, I think those are great options. And even the dips, that's a good tip too, because, um, I mean, sometimes we can't just eat just plain fruits and vegetables, especially if I tell people, take some carrot sticks with you and they say, oh, well, can I dip it in ranch? You know what? If you're eating a vegetable, you dip it in a little bit of ranch, you're eating a vegetable. So that's, that's a win. And I think all of our books. Liz, what about you? I mean, you've got a lot of stuff going on in your life. How do you manage to balance everything and um, be able to still get in the fruits and vegetables in your daily life? Yeah, so I right now with where I am in life with having a four month old, I am all about easy and quick and convenient. So I don't want to spend my time chopping up vegetables if I can buy them pre chopped and buy them frozen and throw them in the microwave and call it good for a dinner. That's what I'm going to do right now. And that's what fits my 
lifestyle. So I'll always have, you know, four or five different frozen bags of vegetables on hand that I can toss in the microwave. And you always have to have that, you know, your cans of green beans staple in the pantry to keep on hand. And then with fruits, I just, I'm like Amy, the um, snack pack fruits, that's easy. And I can get a couple different varieties and not get bored with it. That's awesome. Now, again, you know, we, so we know how much we have to have. We know we have options on saving money at the grocery store, but here at Crossing Healthcare, we have a great amenity for our patients, and that is our prescription produce program. So, Liz, do you want to talk a little bit about what we do here to help our patients get in our fresh produce? Yeah, our prescription produce program, um, it's honestly one of my favorite things that we do here at Crossing Healthcare for our patients. So we have a full garden and orchard here just right across the street from our main um, parking lot. And our patients are able to receive produce from that garden during the summer. There are qualifiers um, patients have to meet in order to be eligible for the program. Um, Having diabetes, prediabetes, gestational diabetes, kiddos with a BMI in the 95th percentile or higher. And then if you participate in any of our um, dietitian led programs like our Lose to Live program or our Diabetes Prevention Program, um, I'll qualify you to be to participate in our garden program. So what our garden program looks like is we start um, the first Friday of June and usually end about mid to late October. And you get enrolled, you uh, partner up with a dietitian here at Crossing Healthcare. You meet with them monthly to help set goals and see how the produce program is going for you. And then all of those Fridays from June through October from 10 to one, you can come out to our garden and you just We have our own curbside pickup. You just pull right up. We come out to your car, um, punch your card, and hand you a bag of free fruits and vegetables for the week. And that bag is usually anywhere from, you know, 10 to 15 pounds of produce that our patients are getting. And they also get recipes that go with that produce. So sometimes we might have produce that you're not sure what to do with. A lot of times we have beets or eggplants, and those are kind of different varieties to work with. So we'll always have recipes that go with that so that you're able to use all of your produce and not um, waste any of it. So that's a really great option we have for our patients. If you aren't a patient of Crossing Healthcare though, we still have an option for you. On those same Fridays from June through October, we have a farmer's market and it kind of mirrors our produce prescription produce program where you get a $5 bag of fruits and vegetables for the week and you also get recipes that go along with those fruits and vegetables. Um, we also um, take WIC and senior coupons as well at our farmers market. So if you're interested in one supporting crossing healthcare in our garden program or just coming out to see what we have. Fridays from 10 to 1, June through October is our farmer's market, and we'd love to see everybody out there. Awesome. And that's great to know that it's not just patients that are 
um, eligible for this. It's really for anybody in the community. Um, and I think that's really important to know. And if you are a patient at Crossing Healthcare and you have questions about it, talk to one of the dietitians or talk to your provider about it. And we're more than happy to give you more information. Um, But that is it for this episode of the News Beat with the Dishing Dietitians. If you have questions, you can feel free to email us. I will have the email in the description of this podcast. But it is newsbeatdishingdietitians at gmail.com. And feel free to send us any topics you'd like us to cover, whether it's nutrition-related or exercise-related. We're happy to answer all of your questions. And if you want to have access to the recipes or even just some blog posts, we have a blog spot and our website is dishingdietitians.blogspot.com. This information will also be in the description box below as well. And we just want to say thank you so much for joining. Emily, good luck in your rotations. Those are, well, I guess the end of your internship now that you're done. Um, But thank you so much for joining us and remember to stay upbeat.